to hear it. So I'll start again. So when you on this path of evolution and also you know preparing yourself to hold space for others, if you present yourself to the world and let other people call you with a name that is not the name on your passport. There's a name different. So Joanne is the name on your passport, right? It is, yeah. So then there is a there is a split of identity. There's a split of identity. So I, you know, my guess would be, and tell me, was Joe your, Joe your nickname when you were a little girl? Did people call you? Joe, Joe was the name. Joe was the name my mother wanted to give me, and Joanne was the name my father wanted to give me. And so my mother always called me Joe. And I, 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 I if someone says Joanne, I don't hear them because it's my name is Joe. If that makes sense, it's just been a lifelong thing for me, and it's also my preference. Well, okay, so then the, the proposal is change your passport. If Joe is your real name, then change the passport so that your identity, your integrity of identity in the world is increased. Because one okay. of the things that we are trying to, that, or that we're trying to do, I mean, on this path of evolution is we have all these parts. We have, it's like a whole ecology zoo in there. So, you know, you have all these different parts that have different needs and different purposes and, um, you know, different emotional reaction. And, and when and you, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, you see people shift from one identity to the next so fast that they knock themselves unconscious that for, for about half, you know, 30 seconds, they were speaking with this uh, child eye, and then they shifted to this gremlin eye, and then they shifted to their teenager eye, and then they shifted to maybe a little bit of adult and, and on and on and on. And, and this idea on this path of evolution is to bring into integrity, to bring into alignment these different parts so that it can serve one purpose. So we don't have hidden, hidden competing commitments going on, you know, driving our life unconsciously. So just for you to think about it as you go along on your path. Thank you. Thank you. Greetings, Carol and Eva. Good morning, Stephanie. Hello. 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 Morning, everyone. It seems like my camera is not working. Indeed, we cannot see you, Jay. I'm turning it on and off, but nothing's happening. Sometimes just leaving and re-entering helps. Fixes it. Okay, hello, Sabella and Bagit Habet. Jay, the computer has done this before. Just go in and out. That is what he's doing. Good. Okay, this is half past here, so the door is closed. Would everybody take a deep breath? And bring your energetic center on your physical center. 
and please declare your grounding cord with your clicker. And at the count of three, please tell me the color of your grounding cord. One, two, three. Black. Yellow. Green. And please declare your personal bubble of space. And even if we haven't talked about it before, maybe we get a chance to do this today. Please declare the golden cube of workspace around this Rage Cup Space Holder Training session. Golden cube of workspace is declared also with your energetic clicker. Thank you. Would everybody turn on their microphone, please? And my camera is still not working. Okay, Jay, please figure this out uh, without disturbing the space. If you come in and out, I will let you in. Thank you. Thank you. Would everybody please say some kind of greeting in the space and whatever sound or language or gesture that you wish to use to bring yourself into this space? Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hello, Rangers. I'm kind of Hi. Habet, I, I did not hear your voice. Hi. Okay, Habet, try something else. Because you've you've done this before. I'm glad to be here. Okay, Habet, would you stand up? Turn around you can and try something else. Shalom. Can you say that again? Shalom. Okay, would you, would you stand up again? Turn around and try something completely different. Rickety-doo. Welcome into the space. Rickety do. Would everybody stand up? Would everybody stand up? Chloe, I have a broken knee, so I'll stay sitting. Yep, that's fine. Please put your hands in fist, like here, close to your chest. We're going to do this is a good morning for Australia, good evening, wake up call for Germany and Europe. Here we go.
this week that's Carol Julia and me is that correct Anika Anika good great fight club is what rage club is really about I mean I think we'll go into this about why why haven't you watched fight club I mean I could feel my own resistance. I've pushed it up all the way to Sunday night to watch Fight Club. I could feel my own resistance to watch it. It is such a transformational movie. It is so true. It is so real how dead we are. How we have made, you know, we have made ourselves into zombies going through the motion. And you see in the Fight Club movie that when they're beating each other up, they're smiling. They're in ecstatic joy of finally feeling something. And this is where, you know, 
a lot of us still are, and, uh, and all of your participants will be, is that Rage Club is the best night of their week. Rage Club is when they, go, they get to feel something, anything. They get to feel angry, yes, but they also get to feel scared. They get to feel sad. And they also feel, get to feel glad and ecstatic about God, what this is. There is a possibility of being alive as a human being. And I was never told. They lied to me. They told me I had to sit in rows and learn and regurgitate whatever information was given to me. You know, I was told that I had to be a good girl. I had to please my parent and the teacher and the government and the priest, you know, in the church. So you are this gateway, you are this door for people to come to life. Even if it's for two and a half hours, you know, two and a half hours per week, there will be so much ripples in their life in between these weeks and for the rest of their life. So you, the, you don't need to do anything. As a Rage Club spaceholder training, you do not need to accomplish anything. There is nothing to achieve or to be good at or to do a Rage Club perfectly. There is no perfect Rage Club. You cannot. You cannot deliver a Rage Club perfectly. You cannot do it right. I'm saying this because I've noticed, for example, that I think only eight people took a risk, put a camera in front of their face and felt alive with fear and anger and maybe some joy and maybe some sadness about delivering a distinction when maybe you don't know how to do that. Well, otherwise you wouldn't be here. If you already knew what to do, if you already, you know, whatever, could deliver distinction using mimetic speaking, there would be no point for you to be here. I would kick you out. I'd be, get out. Now go deliver Rage Club. You don't need to be here. But it starts with us. This taking a risk, like this being at the edge, being it, it, to live in this, at this edge of ourself of, God, this is fucking scary. This is terrifying. I, I don't know how to do this. I don't even know how to speak in front of a camera. I don't even know what I, what distinction I care about. I don't even know what distinction I care about. How many people did you find yourself in that, in that situation? You just didn't know what you wanted to deliver in a rage club. Okay, thank you for, yeah, thank you. Okay, well, this is where we start. This is where we start about bringing yourself back to life, bringing yourself to a space where you, you can try, you can take risk, you can not know, you can be fucking pissed off that you might be you know, 25, 30, 40, 50 years old and you still don't know what you want. That would piss me off. And also make, it would make me sad, like I would be sad. 
and scared. Okay, well, if you're pissed off about because you don't know what you want, but this is your next rage club. That is your next rage club. I don't know what I want, I'm pissed off. And basically the people who come into your rage club come to you because they have some resonance with your edge. They have a resonance with your edge. And so your edge is exciting, thrilling, uh, scary, unknown to them. So this, you can't, it will not work if you're trying to replicate a rage club that you've been to. You know, you might have been some of you to, maybe some of you to my rage club or to Julia's rage club or Tristan's rage club. Or who, if you try to do what they do, it will be dead because that is not your edge. And if your edge is, I don't know, then that's your edge. But trying to, well, there's two things. There's trying to pretend to be where, you know, try to be somewhere else than you're not. You know, saying, oh, I'm going to deliver a distinction about being centered and having a grounding cord and a black hole because I've heard that and we did rage around this and that seems great. It, people will feel it. People are sensitive. The people that you attract are smart, they're geniuses, and they're sensitive. The moment you lie, they know it. The moment you lie, you've lost the space. The space is not safe anymore. And it doesn't mean that you have to walk around um, being a victim of, you know, I don't know, being a, you know, being a, this is not about uh, being a victim of your edge. This is about, I'm at the edge. I'm discovering with you. Let's go on this, you know, let's go on this discovery journey together. And this is what I have learned in the past hour, in the past day, in the past week. I've been doing experiments about this. And this is what I've learned. Do you want to, you know, let's try this together. Let's do this experiments together. And then we go. And this is also the case for me for this Rage Club Spaceholder training. And I, I love this space. And there's a, my box really hates this space because it puts me in such liquid state. Like for the past week, basically you guys have been the only thing that I could really think about. You're like, <laughs> What are we gonna do? Like, where, you know, what journey are we gonna on a, gonna go on? And in this whole uh, unfolding of this mimetic speaking, I never talked about it in the Rage Club Spaceholder training before, and I've never talked about it even in the trainer path. And I've never heard any other trainers or spaceholders really talk about how how do we uh, how do we train ourselves in mimetic speaking. And, and I, I, was, I was questioning myself. I said, okay, why am I talking about this in a rage club spaceholder training? This is maybe the best, it's a trainer skill, like to deliver expand the box training, you would need this. And then I, I, I checked, I said, okay, well, what is really rage club? Well, okay, rage club is a space where people come to wake up. It's a, it's a waking up space. The space that is sharp and real and present and dangerous and at the edge, no, not, not far above, you know, far away from their edge, really just at their edge. That makes it dangerous enough and real enough. 
but it is also a space that is not just about learning how to scream. Rage Club is not about learning how to scream. And, you know, and that's one of the difference with Fight Club is that in Fight Club, it's mostly about beating each other up. And there's almost no distinction. The, the main character lands a bunch of distinction along the movie, but mostly none in, in the Fight Club itself. Okay, well, in Rage Club, part of your job, a main part of your job is to build in your participant new clarity, new space so that they can inhabit, so that they can move into and explore and experiment there and notice when you're not there. But the thing is you're holding a space, you're holding an extraordinary space that is different than their ordinary space. And so they come in and something else is possible that they didn't know it was possible before. But the moment you close the space, most people do not have the matrix and the ability to source that space outside of the rage club. And that's why they come back. They can't source that level of clarity or experimentation or dangerousness outside of the rage club. But what you can do is build enough you know, one or two new distinction per session is already huge. So that in between the week and then for the rest of their life, they can start noticing something that they could not notice before. And so they've changed their glasses, the, the way they interact with the world, they've changed the way they, they interact with the world. And that is what people want when they come to Rage Club. They do not want your personal story. They do not want to know your personal liquid state. I mean, yes, to some degree, as a piece of conscious theater, it's useful to sometimes share your own liquid state, like I did for about a minute and a half. But basically, that's it. What they want is to become a new person. And so this, this practice of mimetic speaking is crucial, actually, to Rage Club. And that's why we're talking about it. So the, if you don't practice, you will <clears throat> never learn. All of what we do here in this Rage Club spaceholder training is basically like learning how to walk. I mean, you probably don't remember how you learn how to walk, but you might have seen children learn how to walk. They stand up, what do they do? They crash. They stand up a little bit and they crash. And they stand up and they crash. And they stand up and they crash thousands of times. If you're not allowing yourself to crash, that means you're not standing up. You're not trying to stand up. And there's, there's really nothing that I can do or any of us can do for you if you don't try to stand up. And so this is really what the experiments, the challenges are for, is for you to stand up and crash to stand up and crash. So just consider that you will crash. But then when you could, anyway, that's, it, it works for me. If you consider that you stand up and you will crash, then you can take a risk. We're not, nobody is asking you to stand up and walk. Because most of what you will learn 
most of the space holding muscles that you will learn and the tricks and the hints and the uh, non-linearity you will learn when you're holding space you won't learn it here what you will learn here is how to stand up and crash to stand up and crash and maybe put a one feet in front of the other maybe at the end of the six weeks and even if that doesn't happen it doesn't matter So anybody, this has been a week, anybody, any reports or questions or, I'm not taking really any sharings. Like I don't, I'm, I'm asking for, okay, here we go. This is another practice. Okay, what I wanna say is in this space, basically all along this space, I will open doors. I will open doors for practices, for a new possibility and my offer to you is try to notice those doors and try to make notes of those doors because then you can open doors, you can open similar doors or see how I open doors for your people. Because one of your job will be to open doors for people to go through, through experiments, through, um, you know, it's all experiments. So my, my proposal here is that in this space, when I ask for any questions or comments or I would call it also sharing, mostly um, I'm asking you to share as a space holder, meaning sharing with distinction, sharing that everybody in this space gets value from what you're saying. And I will give you coaching, feedback and coaching as we go along for you to be able to do this. So anybody wanna give it a try? Okay, Hannah. I want to ask a question. Okay, so Carol, you spoke and the voice takes precedence in this space. So Carol, go ahead. And then we have Joe and Hannah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I never been to actual uh, rage club. Uh, is it okay for me or should I go into some? My gremlin would have wanted to say, you know, get out. But I'm not sure you would have gotten the joke. So I refrain my gremlin to say this. Look, Carol, there was a door. You went through the door, you're here. And now you're saying you want to go back, back the door. It's your choice. There was a door, you made it through the door. What's your, what's your decision? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay. But my question is different. Uh, should I do a rage club? Uh, or is it, is it better to, for me in where I'm standing now, not being in any rage club to go to some rage club or not to go to any rage club? What do you say? Uh, not to go. Carol, I have another question for you, which is, why wouldn't you go to every rage club you could go to? Because it's high level fun, like, no matter whether you're a space holder or not, it's like, why not? Wait, so Julia, you okay. asked a yeah. very relevant question and then you answered your own question. 
Okay. Just ask again. The first part is why would you not go? Like, why would you not go to every rage club that you could get your hands on? Like, that you get could get your feet in. Mm. I have a story that I could use my fear to uh, to navigate rage clubs without being in a rage club, just using my own fear and what I learned here. What is your real question then? Uh, I, 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 I just, I don't know right now. Okay, thank you. I just want to uh, have a meta conversation here because this will happen in your spaces. Did anybody notice what happened with Carol? Did anybody say what, what you noticed the interaction that happened? Gave his authority away. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Jay, go ahead. I saw Carol give his authority away to you and to Julia. Okay. About what? About uh, being uh, able to give the rage clubs or know whether he should be in a rage club or not. Okay. Anybody else has anything else than what Jay said? I got a sense of withdrawing, wanting to escape, withdraw from the conversation. Okay. Which is similar. Story is before that, his fear went up and then he didn't want to feel his fear. And then he used his anger to say, oh, yeah, it's okay. Um, and I presume it's his gremlin doing that. Thank you. I'm glad that somebody mentioned the word gremlin. He said, I don't know to make a confusion. In the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Was there anybody else who had something else or? Went into his mental body to try and get the answer rather than his physical, emotional bodies. Okay. What landed was uh, what I should, should or shouldn't. Uh, okay, what, where does that tell you? Yeah, but this is a question for a, like a parent ego, and that was to you. So tell me what I should or I shouldn't. And that, that was giving your center away just in this question making. For me, it felt like you are a child at this moment of asking if I should or shouldn't. Like in child ego state, not that, okay. that you are a child. <laughs> Okay, I have a story that Carol has got other feelings going on and his body language is closed. There's sadness and fear emotionally. Thank you. Thank you. I just, this is a rage club space holder training. So the, the level of responsibility is higher than a rage club, but even in a rage club, I would have never answered that question because this was a hook. It was a hook from the, from the victim. You know, I can't decide for myself. Tell me what should I do? Like Natalia said, the child or giving the authority away. 
like uh, Jay said. And the I had my sword at his neck. I was like, I'm not playing Carol. I want to talk to you as an adult. So I'm interacting with you as an adult. Even if the child is, you know, acting or like Annika said, the gremlin, you know, took over. It's like, I don't play. I'm just not even going to interact with that. And so when I say, what is your real question? I was talking to the adult. The adult does not have a question. And that's why he said, I don't have one. Because the adult does not have a question. And that's fine with me that we get to this point where Carl realized, okay, actually, I don't have a question. Um, just in terms of navigation, I wanted to point that out that um, we were having this meta conversation where, uh, you know, people, you could say, okay, this is the child, this is the gremlin, this is you give, you know, Carol giving your center away. In a rage club, I would, I would not have this meta conversation, not every time. That's what I wanted to tell you. That the way I'm going to bring somebody back to adult is not just by saying, well, that's your child. Because it could be more of an attack to say that's your child or that your that's your gremlin, especially for somebody who has not been for expand the box, for example, who has not the distinction of uh, center grounding cord. Or, sorry, I mean center grounding cord bubble, but also different ego states for gremlin. What I will do is to keep talking to the adult, and then they come can come back to the reference point of that actually. Actually, I can, I can be adult, and they have a different reference point. Okay, thank you for um, allowing this meta conversation to happen. Great, Carol, any, anything? No, thank you. Great, thank you for um, asking. Okay, uh, you're Joe, welcome. you are next. Um, yeah, just got a distinction on incomplete, uh, completing incomplete feelings. Um, just, I had it in my space to do that and it actually just happened on no, its own. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. The, mm -hmm. you can, there is no need to complete incomplete feelings. Feelings are never incomplete. Feelings are in the present, they come up, you use them, they go away. What you want to complete would be emotions. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I read this in the EHP Dojo Codex. So, Joe, and sorry, I I'm thought interrupting you again. So are you clear about the distinction between feelings and emotion? Yes. Okay. Okay. Go ahead with your question. I don't have one anymore. So would you share what you just find out? Yeah, just, just that um, I felt some, I, it was actually an emotion that I felt and it was really big and I just stayed with it and um, voice whatever was there in the moment and it actually went away really fast so it, it completed itself I would uh, have a question about that that mm -hmm. emotions do not complete their self, themselves usually in silence or um, internally emotions do not complete themselves internally what you can do is you know, have, you know, put your numbness bar high and then you don't feel the emotion anymore or shift into a different identity that doesn't have that emotion. But until 
Your emotion is completed with another consciousness that you can feel the anger, the sadness, the fear, even maybe the emotional joy or the mixed emotion in the presence of another consciousness who can repeat back, this is what I heard you say, that emotion is still there. And it will just come back whenever the circumstances trigger it again. Okay, thank you. Okay, so, so there's this, this is really this, uh, I think it comes from psychology, I don't know really, but there's this idea that we can heal alone that we can heal by, by ourselves, And I think this is a, it, it is just another layer of thoughtware of modern culture that says, you know, the, the I, I cannot ask for help. I have to do this alone. I have to figure it out by myself. I, you know, I can't bother people or the, you know, all this lone wolf, this really lone wolf, you know, um, I don't need others. You know, I'm fine by myself. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Okay. Okay. So we all have. I want to, I want to, I, I want I to add. I, I, I just want to yeah. finish. So we all have this kind of thoughtware, and the people in your rage club will have that thoughtware. And you, your job is to, is to provide the clarity. Emotions are healed in uh, connection, problems are solved. Like your issues are solved, not by problem solving, but by expanding your awareness in connection. So this is it's just because I'm like becoming a fan of Fight Club, but there's a quote in there where the, the guy says, in Fight Club, none of the issues are solved, but it doesn't matter anymore. And this is what happens in Rage Club. None of the issues, the box ordinary issues are solved. You are not here to solve people's problem. Please do not solve people's problem. They have worked really hard to get these problems. If you solve a problem for them, they will go somewhere else to create a similar situation to face the same problem. Our problems are our need of friction. But what you can do is provide awareness expansion in relationship, in connection, and then all of a sudden their problems get bigger. Like your problems are getting bigger right now. Okay, Joe, you wanted to say something else? Yeah, I wasn't on my own. I was actually with somebody else. Okay, did you I didn't get Yes, I did, yes. And um, then it, we swapped and a similar thing happened. So it was in the presence of each other, um, and I don't, I don't believe my numbness bar came up. I actually believe I was right in my feelings the whole time, or emotions, or yeah. So Joe, why didn't you said that about being with somebody else in your sharing? Because I felt a lot of fear, and and I got. Um, muddled and confused I my gremlin possibly came in and and conf, yeah created confusion and took away my clarity and I had a sense of not am I going to be clear before I even started talking do you know what box 13 is box number 13 box, no 
there's 18 standard boxes. There is a website called 18 boxes. Those are 18 standard ways, like survival strategies. Box number 13 is confusion box. Okay. It's a very powerful box because the teacher asks you a question, your parents ask you a question, you go confused, you can't answer, maybe you go blank, uh, I don't know. And the teacher says, God, I, I, I don't even want to talk to this student. Let me talk to somebody else. You are safe. If you're confused, you are safe. But it's very expensive for your life in terms of being in relationship or holding space. This is really expensive. So the practice in terms of having a confusion box is the clarity, comes from the clarity that you have a box. You are not your box. Therefore, when you're confused, you can say, my box is confused, but I am not. And then you keep talking. And you'll start building this gap between your box that when it freaks out, goes into this uh, confusion, and actually your adult that can stay in connection and uh, present. Thank you. Great, thank you. Hannah. I held space for different people this week and we were a lot working with anger. And I noticed that I, or like my box, I'm not sure, maybe my box is a, getting hooked very quickly when people try to avoid their feelings and getting into their head and I noticed that I then start a conversation with them yeah. instead of being in my body uh, uh, facing them on a different level and I noticed maybe it's just that I need an ERP or like an emotional healing process about this but I noticed that I'm quite challenged because because I like it feels like I notice it, but I don't notice it clear enough to raise up my anger. So I'm still being soft. And then at the end of the process, people often say, oh, it's so beautiful how like soft and friendly you are. And I get like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it's okay. I think I'm like loving full, but yeah. And yeah, yeah. Hannah, I'm sorry. I just want to say to everybody, I forgot to uh, say it. I have an agreement with Yasmin that every other week, uh, Yasmin will come a little bit after, like 40 minutes afterwards, because you're holding space, correct, Yasmin? Yeah, so, um, yeah, thank you. So, Hannah, I was distracted by Yasmin. I forgot about our agreement. Uh, my agreement was Yasmin. So can you say, what was the hook? Your box get hooks, what's the hook? Yes, my uh, the, the hook is that it's important to explain what's going on in order to understand the process or something. And then I answer on a cognitive level instead of saying, uh, you get out of your center, uh, try to connect with your feelings again, because then people get out of their feelings and then we're just talking, but that's not what the space is supposed to be. Yeah. And, and then at the end, sometimes what I was also saying is at the end, sometimes people say, Oh, it's so beautiful how soft you are. Yeah. And then I notice that I get really angry because, yeah, because this thing of, I think I, I, I know that I have love in myself, but it's not this, it just feels like that gremlin is saying, fuck you, <laughs> uh, you I didn't really work. And I was like getting through with what I don't wanted to do, something like that. Yeah. So thank you. 
there's a website called Reactivity. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not kidding about these websites that they hold major distinction that you will need to navigate in Rage Club. Please mm -hmm. read them. Mm -hmm. Reactivity. So a hook actually comes, there's six kinds of reactivity, button, hook, trigger, voices, imbalances, Trauma. I'll find the sixth one. What? No. Trauma, I think, was another Trauma. one of those. Yes, thank you. That's the sixth one. Okay, so a hook comes from a gremlin trying to hook your gremlin. Or your gremlin sends a hook to, to hook another gremlin to have this little gremlin feeding frenzy. And uh, whatever. To just It's about feeding your gremlin. Mm -hmm. Your box... You know, Hannah, just for you to make the distinction, your box has button. And mm -hmm. every time somebody pushes that button, your box has the exact same reaction. Mm -hmm. You can see it very, it's very easy to see it in parents. Children mm -hmm. love pushing their parents' button. You do mm -hmm. it, you push a button, the parents, you know, you, 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 you um, drop water on the floor, whatever, the kids drop water on the floor. The, the parent, the mother just explodes it. You know, don't put water on the floor. I'm cleaning this up. And she cleans it up, put the glass back on. And the kid, you know, a minute later, will just do it again. And the, and the mother say, well, I told you not to put the, you know, the water on the floor. And just over and over again. And it's just a lot of gremlin food for the child. But what the child is doing is pushing a button. Mm -hmm. So my question to you, Hannah, is, is it a button on your box about understanding? Or is it your gremlin getting hooked? In, from their gremlin hook? I have more resonance that it's my gremlin because I know from myself the structure to like uh, escape into my head to not feel myself and to not feel my feelings. And I think if I'm clear enough with the other person, I, it's at the same time being clear with myself. And I think my gremlin is trying to avoid that so because I don't you, know that. So are yeah. you playing victim? rescue or persecutor in this low drama triangle with your client? I think I'm playing rescue because the other person is playing the victim saying, oh, I cannot do it because na na na. And then I'm like, okay, but you can try to do this. You can try to do that. It's okay. I give you an explanation, but then we are still meeting on this low drama. Yeah. Great. So this is a really a key for you, Hannah, that you are a <coughs> professional rescuer. Yeah. Just this is, you know, if people if you if people got paid to be a rescuer, you'd probably be a millionaire. Yeah. And so, okay, well, that's great to know that about yourself. And it's, you know, that would be a, a layer like that would be an emotional healing process. Yeah. Where yeah. where does this need to rescue? I mean, I can ask you, who did you rescue when you were a kid? Who was My the mother. Victim? Your mother. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Great. So in addition to do this emotional healing process, I also have a hint for you to build new grooves into your space holding. Can you say this again, build? Yes, in addition to the emotional healing process, yes. about um, basically making yeah. a boundary with your mother. <clears throat> mm -hmm. In addition to that, I also have a proposal for you to build new grooves into your space holding. And that's really true. I mean, how many people here are professional rescuers? You know yourself being professional rescuers. 
Right. So please notice in yourself, even right now, to answer this question, who did you rescue? Who did you rescue, you know, in your, when you were a child and that you're still playing out that uh, dynamic right now? And the proposal for new grooves is um, when you're holding space for somebody, for example, who's learning how to feel, which sounded like um, what you were doing, Hannah, and then that they don't have yet this inner navigation, so they go back in their head and they have all this intellectual consideration. Mm -hmm. You start your sentences by, please do this. Please mm -hmm. do this. You know, please you shut your say... eyes. You know, mm -hmm. for example, please keep your eyes shut. Please put your two feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. Please go, you know, move. It's, it's, um, I don't have a, uh, go into your heart and then you can talk to their heart. Mm -hmm. I think there, there, it's a mess in there. You know, it's, uh, it, probably people have mixed emotion. There is a big pain in your heart and you're trying to avoid it. And we're going to go into it. So please go into this pain and let it mm -hmm. get bigger. This is a safe place. This is a safe place. Mm -hmm. All these words. So you, you're making it safe by making it clear. Please do this. Mm -hmm. However, if the person after, you know, three doors, like basically after three times, if I try to navigate them into their feeling, their emotional body, and they open their eyes, they start talking. After two doors, I say, I will open a third door. I, 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 I tell people what I do. I've opened two doors. I say, I will open a third door. If you do not go through this door, this process is over. Mm. I cannot go through this process for you. If you're unwilling to take a risk and let your feelings, you know, get bigger, I cannot do it for you. And then you can give them practices, can give them experiments for them to do before they come back. But yeah, I think that's it's rescuing. Yeah, I think that's the point uh, which I'm trying to avoid because I often notice that I'm only clear and kind of strong with my clarity when I notice a specific openness for this clearness in myself. And I think I'm constantly avoiding this point where I'm uh, just putting a boundary of I won't open another door. And so it's good to hear from you because I think that's what I'm avoiding. Yeah. Great. And I would even... Uh, I noticed that even right now you're doing it. Even right now you would you would explain. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't need your you know I don't need an explanation. Yeah. And actually nobody else really needs an explanation. What? Mm -hmm. But you you have clarity and that's it's it's jewel for you. So somehow you were what, trying to rescue the space or trying to rescue me or what was going on? I noticed that I, since the moment we were talking about this victim rescue thing, I noticed that the sadness is coming up and I, I uh, feels like I'm trying to avoid it by still being in my head. Okay, yeah. so instead say, I feel sad. I feel yeah, sad I feel because, sad. Because? I feel sad because it just feels like a, like 
it's just playing and it's not uh, changing something and that's like it costs so much energy for both of us and I'm just like shit um yeah yeah until you do the process it will not change no thank you thank you anything else from anybody else we haven't even practiced yet landing distinction or having a sharing using um creating value by providing distinction. So anybody wants to give it a try. Parole, here we go. I have a distinction about being in being in this uh, scheme of or program where uh, I need to be led by hand to something, right? Like right now, I. I was expecting you to tell me what to do or to prepare some kind of experiment or, or you would say to me, okay, now do this. And um, yeah, and this is, this is what I, I think what I expect from or yeah, what I expect from trainings to or I'm going to give you a, a hint yeah. for you is when you give these kind of distinction and you say I, you don't know which I is talking. So be clear about which I has an expectation because that will make your communication much more valuable. So which okay. part of you had the expectation that I would give you the answer? Okay. Uh, my box is expecting that uh, here in this space, I I would be led by hand, and I would get some tools or recipes. Uh, Carol, I doubt or, that it's your box. I have a doubt that it's your box. Okay. Which I has an expectation that the quote unquote authority figure would give you the answer? It's my gremlin who by this is giving up my center. And my <clears throat> my gremlin by giving up uh, my center is making me a victim and 
What's the benefit for your gremlin? Uh, it it's confusion and hmm, what's the benefit for my grandma and being in fear i just want like to give stay you unconscious fear yeah so these benefits are not benefits for the gremlin they're benefit for another part of you Anybody knows which part I'm talking about? Okay, so half of the group. Does that, does that make any sense to you that a playing victim, being in unconscious fear and confusion is not your gremlin, it is another part of you? Hmm. It makes sense, but even now I'm uh, I'm I'm getting into confusion and not nearly not understanding words, single words that are being said. Okay, so you probably have like Joe a box number thirteen confusion box. It's confusion box that when you're you're feeling you know under stress, but basically you're feeling fear your confusion box kicks in and like you say, you don't understand, you can't answer. It kind of goes all foggy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have a clarity about this. That you is, already this knew about is... this? No, no, but now when you say, I can recall from my yeah. life. Okay, so when did it start? Do you remember when it started? No, but I also have a, a short memory, and this is also I'm trying. I'm starting to think how this is also some kind of strategy. Okay, it's part. It's probably part of the confusion box. So yeah. my proposal is <clears throat> this. This is the same practice as Joe. The emo you have to. There's an emotional healing process. There's a point in your life where you decided that being confused was safer than being yourself. Being confused was the, it was a desperate choice to survive. And, and you, your body remembers, okay, your confusion doesn't remember, but your body remembers when that was. And so in an emotional healing process, you can go back to that moment where it was a life or death situation, the life or death. And you could, and, and all, and then also this practice of, I have a box. I am not my box. Therefore my box is confused, but I am not. Okay. Those two things are really major. And then we can have the other conversation. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> Anybody else wants to give it a try to have a offer a sharing something that you've noticed? Yeah. Kiri. You're muted. The distinction that you brought in before about 
until you do the process, you will not change. This really landed with me because I had this story that I can just kind of muscle through this. I can just like, you know, if I get it right, if I know, like Carol was saying, if I get the recipe, then I can do it good enough. Um, and actually it causes me a lot of pain to try and operate in this way, to try and um, I can feel my sadness coming up as I talk about that. Like it's a very familiar pattern in my life to just kind of muscle through, to force myself through the situation, even though there's, there's emotion and sadness and fear there. And uh, that, yeah. Thank you. It's not a story that's serving me. But, and, and I keep avoiding the process. I keep avoiding the healing even though I know from my own experience that if I just do the fucking process, it will change like that. Here, can I ask you a question about this? Yes. Where did you get this? Where did you get it? Where did you get this? If I push through, I will make it. Where does this come from? School. At school and in my family. Okay, who in your family? My dad. Thank you. So you've inherited the, the thought where the meme of your dad, if I push through, I will make it. And so you, so you can, as much as you want, have an idea about doing the emotional healing process, but as long as you stay in this meme prison, this mimetic prison of it, if I push through, then I'll make it, uh, that will win. It will always take over the moment that you have to set up the process. So I, thank you, Kira. I mean, that's, you know, that's the key for another mimetic engineering process. Habit, is this about this or do you want to give it? Okay, I no. just want to say, and then, uh, and then you can go, I want to say, I would like to try this with you. I've, I've done it with now with Hannah and Carl and Kiri. What I was doing is called vacuum rapid learning. Does anybody know about this distinction, this practice, the vacuum rapid learning? Okay, a few people. Okay. So th this, is, um, this is a practice that I would like us to practice in groups of three on each other because it's a very powerful uh, skill, tool to have when you're holding space and when gremlin, like box or gremlin show up, how to ask questions with authentic curiosity. You're asking questions with authentic curiosity so as to create a vacuum into which your participant or your client falls into their own discovery. So you might have an idea of what's going on, but you don't say that. You ask authentic question of, I wanna get to know you. I, what is really going on? Who are you really? That that would be you know, what you offer me, what you say, what you offered the space. Because 
you probably this is when often when somebody has says something or has a behavior that does not match with uh, what you scan as their potential or their being or their adults. And you, you want to know what's going on for them to get what is basically the, the next emotional healing process for them. And I want to tell you when you do this, and it happened a little bit with Hannah and it happened a little bit with Carol and also a little bit with Kiri is when you ask this authentic question and it would start something like, I noticed this and I have a question about it. You know, I noticed this, it, what is really going on about this? You know, you say what you noticed. And often, can you imagine what would be the first answer from somebody? You ask me this authentic question, what would be probably the first answer? What do you see? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, box. So I don't, you know, I don't know torpedo. That's the box, you know, playing confused or playing small or withdrawing the sentence of I don't know. Or I don't, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. Or what? You know, any of so you you you're asking a question, you face with the box. The the, the practice is you keep the sword at their neck and you, you keep your heart open of this authentic curiosity. Look, something really happened. Something really happened. This happened and I want to know what's going on. Would you tell me? I really want to know what's going on. Okay, if you do this, what might be the second answer? I don't get it. Uh... What do you mean? Yeah. Like throwing a hook to make you explain it. What's your problem? Yeah. I didn't do that. I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. You're attacking me. You're attacking me, definitely. Yeah. You're projecting on me. This is your problem. Okay. Second answer you get is gremlin. Okay. First you got the box. Second answer is gremlin attacking, you know, doing anything, throwing any hook, whether it's the confusion, the victim, or attack, or uh, like Habet said, you know, this, I'll oh, please explain to me, whatever, whatever hook to not have this conversation. Okay, well, you know this now. You know that they will do this. You keep your sword and you keep asking, no, I, look it, this really happened. It, it, you said this, you behave like this, and I, I really want to know, how can a person like you can, would behave that way, would say this? I don't understand. Would you please explain to me? Would you please explain to me? I'm trying to get to know you better. So any of these open vacuum questions. And if, if you're authentic and have your sword, often the third answer is finally people say, God, I... I felt scared, or I felt, actually, I feel sad, or I felt angry, and I couldn't say it. You know, that you, you're trying to get to the emotion. You're trying to get to what's really going on. So this is what I would like us to practice. Um, what you're trying to get to, um, sort of, what you're trying to get to you as space holders is, what is the survival strategy? What is the the meme, 
what is the old decision? So for example, with Hannah was, I need to rescue my mother. That was where we got, we got to that. I need to rescue my mother. That was the meme. So with Carol, we didn't even get to the real thing because the confusion box was in the way. So we got to the confusion box. Well, that's already something it is huge. And with Kiri is this, okay, this meme, she got it from her father, you know, I need to push through. If I push through, I'll make it. If I push through, I'm, I, you know, it will work out, something like that. So I would like us to practice that, to distill. Uh, I'm just, Habet, are you okay if we go straight into the exercise and we give it another go later? Yes. Thank you, great. So the wh where are you trying to go is, that you've noticed that most people have not done the experiments. Most people have not taken a risk this week. And you, and you can ask, am I, I'm asking you to ask them about that. What is it really in the way? And if, for example, so some people have done almost all the experiments, it can be this question, uh, you can, you, it can be this question of, where where have you you know where are you still holding back playing full out in this space how are you still holding back you know i how can a person like you uh for see see your friends not do the experiment and let it slide and not say anything how, why would you let let your team down like this for example so, or so anyway, it's for you, you have to come up with the question, but it's, you have to commit. This practice is, you need to commit to this being that is, be, that is behind this meme. The, the person in front of you is in a prison and they probably don't know that they're in a prison. But what you want is to, for them to find the key of the prison from the inside. For them to find the key of the prison from the inside. Okay, I want to check with Anika. Are you okay? Yeah? Okay. Any questions about the process? Yes. Yeah, I've got a question. Go the distinction for me, how to get clear if it's a mem like a um yeah like if it's a mem or an emotion or a survival strategy it's not it's not totally clear to me how a meme <laughs> how do i really um how do i what i get is it's uh, it's it's from parents or school so it's from the box and it's a strategy um but yeah i i'm not quite sensing the difference so your, your meme, your box is made out of memes. And an old decision yes. is a meme. An old decision is a meme. A meme is what you used to interact with the world. So if you have an old decision that says, I can't show myself because I will get killed, that's a meme. You're living in this meme prison of, if I show mm. myself, I will get killed. So for now, let's say it's the same thing, but you have to distill this this kind of precision this yeah this part okay, okay. so we're going in group three there is a space holder uh, uh a client and a coach and 
I'm asking you oh, two things. One, there is, uh, I'm asking for each breakout room to have a main space holder who's rolling the space. However, I will take care of the time. So I don't know how long we'll do this, probably 10 or 12 minutes, but your job is to get, to read the messages and to keep rolling the space. It's great practice to interrupt people and be clear and keep moving. And the coach, you probably don't know how to do this either. Okay, so use your, use your, your wits, like use your streetwise intelligence, use your heart, use your feeling. You know, it's like use, this is working or it's not working. You know, and, and then you're on this journey about how to, how to practice vacuum rapid learning together. Okay, and uh, we have Julia and Natalia, you get to, have you both practiced this? Julia, you know about this? Vacuum rapid learning? You're muted. I know about it. It's been a while that I've been in a conscious practice of it, but I'm, yeah, I'm Great. practicing it. Okay. And Natalia? From the books. Okay. I, so I, my proposal is that I'll go in the breakout room. We'll practice for one round together, and then we'll move into the different rooms um, and help people. And Kiri, you, you're in the in a space. Here we go. Yeah, that you're so burning for this space and you're not playing full out. You're not mm. showing up in the Telegram group with videos, with, with first, feedback and coaching. Yeah. The first question was working for me, but yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, I just wanted a pause because my fear was raising up. And it's about what I experienced in the first meeting uh, when I was in with Jay and with Monica. And I was expressing, like it never happened to me before that I was expressing anger, but it was like so fearful and I was so disconnected of my own anger. And yeah, it got me, I don't know why this is disconnecting me still. And Natalia, also that was already that's already that was already in the first session. Like the first, the assignment was like the group started before then. What like Julia, what? I would just pause huh? because um, so there was already a key there. Okay. So I would have used I would have gone with the key. And um, is you could you would have you could have interrupted her earlier because she made some pause and just 
having been around Natalia a lot, I know that she can keep talking for a while. Mm. And so I, when there's any pause, I get in and, you know, it's like, okay, what was really, what was going on there? Yeah. Okay. So what was going on when, when that anger came up and the block, like what, tell me more about the block. Mm. The block was, yeah, it's it's a story that um, that I should be better now because I'm here, uh, yeah, learning how to hold space for trainers. So you should be. You have this meme. Like, there seems to be a meme. You should be something. I have a fear around it. I have a fear around it that I don't know what it was. What that is now what I'm doing right now, what I'm doing, I don't know. So what's happening? So that it looks like a confusion. Yeah, I'm pulling a confusion box and... So Julia, just pause, because you're not asking questions anymore. And you're telling what's happening. Yeah, it's one of my strategies. Yeah, yeah. and it's just... And just be and yeah. just be with her and just interrupt this whole like I don't know what's going on. That's the gremlin trying to get out of what's really going on. So try to keep keep her there. Yeah, so stay with what's really going on, Natalia. What was really going on? Something happened, like you felt angry, you expressed that anger. Yeah. And what then? Like what's you, there's something about you should you should I did a play. I played my anger out. I think that's what I did. When you played we your anger out. Yes, I went, like, my body went into anger as it usually does. But I was not connected to so anger. I would, I would just pause. I would just pause. When I get to that point and it's not working, I just start over. I really just start over. When... You open a few doors and Natalia, you're still in your head. And I, I would say, look, mm. what is really going on, Natalia? Mm. I, I, I don't know. You could say, I want you on my team. I, yeah. I, I want you to get this. Yeah, go ahead. Julia. I want you in my team. I want your color in this space. I want... I want to hear your voice. I want to feel you. What's really going on, Natalia? Yeah, what's going on now? Seems like you're feeling something. Uh, yes, I feel fear and sadness. Okay. Start with one. Pick one and. But at that what point, there, I would just say, "What are you? What are you afraid of? Are you feeling? What are you? What are you afraid of?" Mm. That, yeah, now is the sadness. That, um, yeah, it's a story that you will see that I'm too small for that space. Yeah, the story that uh, we will see that you're too small for the space. 
Nein, das Bullshit, also well. So what's really going on, Natalia? I feel like right now that everything is running away in my body. Like physically, I'm just shutting down. What would make you, what would make this thing shut down? What would be, what is this thing that makes everything shut down? Yeah. yeah. How does it go? That you see me, that I'm so visible right now. How does it go, Natalia? And you're, like, you said it shuts down. How do you do that? How do you shut down? So Julia, I would, in terms of a meme, then this is you going into, uh, you know, she's going to tell you what she feels and how it feels inside and the energetic movements. And in terms of distilling a meme, I would say, you know, what is the problem? What's the problem with being visible? Because then you'll catch the thing. There's a problem with being visible. What's the problem with being visible, Natalia? Is that you decide then? If you see me, yeah, this is what it is. If you see me, if I'm visible, then you decide if you want me or not. And if you don't see me, then I decide if I'm visible or not. And what, yeah, that, that's what it is. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I would go, you know. So which eye, like which eye is deciding then, Natalia? Uh, Julia, coaching as in terms of memes, you're trying to find the meme. So this is really great coaching for you in terms of mimetic engineering is, yeah. is it, it's like, where, where did you get this from? Where did you get this, that if you're visible, then other people control your life. Other people run your life. Because it's such an insane thing. When you think mm -hmm. about it, it's so insane to, to have that as a reality. And so to find out, you know, where did it come from? Mm. Who ran your, yeah. you know, you can ask, you know, who ran your life? Who ran your life? Who decided yeah, for you? Mm, that's my mom. That's again my mom. And that's her fear of being rejected. Your mom ran your life when you made yourself visible. So that's, yeah. Is that what happened? Mm. So at some point you, you, you learned that if you make yourself visible, someone else will run your life. And Not that it will run my life, but then I will give you we'll a power to decide if you want we'll to to decide whether they want you or not. So who, yes. who, 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 who did that like the first time ever? Who did that to you? It was back, um, yeah, back, back, back at school when I was like seven or so. And I had friendships, like very, very close friendships and I was betrayed and I couldn't, 
better with that as a kid. And I was crying for days that how, how comes I'm betrayed? Like how, how is that possible that it is not true? Like if someone is telling me that I'm in connection with you, then how comes that it was not true? And I couldn't, I couldn't bear with that. It was such a grief. And it happened many times until I learned in my, when I was 11, 12, 13, that people come and go. And... And I would, Natalia, you know, this is, it's still there because I think this is what happened with Gabriella. Yes. Something similar that happened with Gabriella. Anyway, so I think, I think this is enough. <laughs> great thank you thank you natalia this is like a draw for you because that it would it would stop you from really being in a team or or apprenticing really that that other people have the power to say uh, you're in or not you know you the other people decide anything else about this natalia Mm. No, the, the first thing that come to, came to me about the team, so not belonging in the team or not being with my team is the whole Polish team and everything that they do in Poland. Like I'd rather go anywhere else but there to labs and everything. And I know that, uh, yeah. So you get it that actually it's you you you're taking you out of the you're taking yourself out of the team so that you don't have to face this if I'm visible then people have can decide about me. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do that to be faster than anyone okay. else. Yes. Okay. So uh, I need to go to room one. They're asking for help. So please move into the rooms and um, just keep trying to find this mimetic, you know, this, this one old decision. Okay. Okay. okay thanks. But maybe now Anklo is here and it's a good moment to ask for clarity. So yes. We have, we have an irritation about uh, the setting, the context. What is the work of the coach? The coach coaches the space holder. The and the space for the client. So the space holder is doing this vacuum learning, this vacuum rapid learning, asking the question, and the coach coaches the space holder, you know, ask this instead. Okay, that wasn't clear enough, or you're not connected right now, or you're going okay. in your head, or anything like this. Thank you. Okay, so right now, just please give just a couple minutes of feedback and coaching to whoever was the space holder. Who was the space holder here? Mm -hmm. I was a space holder. Okay, so Carol and Birgit, go ahead. What, what worked, oh. what didn't work, yeah. What didn't work uh, for me was uh, that um, you, you as, a, as a mind space holder haven't uh, clarified that you are going to be a space holder for, the, for this round. And we just choose me as a client, 
we chose uh, Birgit uh, as a coach, but we didn't chose a space holder for uh, for a. Uh, for, for this round, so uh, Birgit thought that coach is kind of a space holder, so she started and like so. This is the ah exactly mm -hmm. right. Yeah, <laughs> but so my feedback is for uh, my feedback is for Birgit uh, that you asked. Uh, yeah, you asked a good. Your you had that good uh, curiosity, and I really felt like uh, it's authentic. Your curiosity, mm, and uh, what uh, and you and make Birgit, it a little short, Carol. So Birgit yeah. has time to give coaching. And Birgit, thank you for uh, for. Uh, for coaching me into the feelings and uh, yeah that was good bringing me to my feelings so and uh, yeah and the, the um, and the feedback coaching about this situation is i also didn't have this clarity and and i didn't clarify it and none of us didn't clarify it on the beginning so yeah that's for yeah, thanks Okay, thank you. I'm, um, I learned now because I thought like in therapy, coach is the one with the client. So I learned now space holder is the one that um, holds space for the client and the coach is coaching the space holder. And um, so I started with my curiosity to ask you. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have to give feedback to the, the space holder. Yeah, yeah? no story. Yeah. Like you, this yeah. is wasting Good. time and value. Yeah, and um, I. So thirty I, seconds I and then shift to the next constellation. I'm going in another breakout room. Dara, are you starting? Yes, yes. I feel like there is something, but I feel like kind of blocked, frozen to to really ask. Joe, um. I wonder what held you back from um, showing up and sharing your distinctions this week with us. Sarah, I'm going to pause you. The coaching is, if you say, I wonder, it's kind of an open-end question. Instead of saying, hey, mm -hmm. I noticed that you, you didn't give me feedback on my video, or I noticed that you didn't make a video, and I want to know, you know, and really ask, what was that about? Yes. Ask a real question. Okay, okay. thank Here you. Okay. Joe, I, I'm really curious and ask myself what, um, and ask you what, what held you back to really showing up to the group uh, in sense of really showing and sharing your distinction and giving feedback to us and to mm -hmm. me especially. I feel sad um, with um, a, a lack of time that I have. I'm quite, my, I, have, I work and I have a lot of um, other commitments in the evenings and I've, I, my, I've spread myself a little bit thin. Um, I feel sad because I, I have a real wanting. I came, I came to the space to get tools and I'm slowly finding myself really wanting to actually run a rage club, which I haven't 
had that before. So that intensity is growing in me. Um, and I really want to... So I would pause, Dara. That would be the moment that you would interrupt because it, Joe is saying, I want this, I want this, I want this. Yes. But you can want all you want until... Yes. Okay. So the, and the other thing is time is never an excuse. Time is a yes. bullshit gremlin excuse. So get yes. really get in there, sort out, you know, yes. Joe, what is really going on? Mm -hmm. Thank okay, you. shift go. I hear you saying that you didn't have time. And when you said that also your speed accelerates. So it's like when you say that you take away your time. So my question is, why do you do that? So pause there. I just, this is a pause. Because you're not providing the distinction. Like then you're going into what are you doing with your time? Then you're going in this discussion of time. And this is, if you go there, she's hooked you. She has okay. hooked you into her conversation about time. Okay. So it's, it, it is, okay, this is not about time. Joe, what I want to, what is really going on? Mm, okay. Okay. What, because look, a video takes four minutes to, to make. I, I do not believe that Joe did not have four minutes in her entire week that she could make four minutes for a video. I do not ever believe that. So there's something else going on. Does that make sense, Dara? Yes, totally. Okay, well, you want to find that. Yes. Okay, shift go. Um, I feel, I hear you saying that you didn't have time and it sounds for me like um, this is no excuse. So I really want to know what is it really that holds you back? I hold me back. Who? Uh, Dar, I would say how. You want to know how. how. What is okay. the mechanism? Okay. Okay. I, with who I wanted to get the ego state. That was my. It's just, it's too soon. This is a okay. It's too soon. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. How did you hold yourself back? I noticed, looking back, I noticed I'm in my head, thinking about doing it, but not actually doing it. So, Dara, not, Dara try not, this not experiment. Oh, sorry, Joe, I just want to pause you for a second. Dara, try this experiment. Hold your hand as if you were holding a sword. And you hold it. This is down at Joe's neck, at, at her neck, okay? Not above her head, at her neck. Put your two feet on the floor. You have your two feet on the floor and maybe sit at the edge of your, of your chair. You're at the edge here, at the edge with her. Okay, Joe, you were thinking about it. What, what really stopped you? What stopped you from actually doing, taking the risk? Say that, Dara, try that. Joe, you thought about it, but what did actually really hold you back from doing it? I can feel a lot of fear and 
fear, fear of getting it wrong, fear of not not doing it right, fear of so Dar I would, fear of looking like an idiot. And yeah. So I would just pause because mm, just I know so Joe was making a list of all her fears. Yes. And what you want yes. is to go actually into one of the fears, which is the first yes. one really. So yes. really, Dara, you have to up your asshole game. You're yes. not being an asshole enough and you're letting people uh, create yes. bullshit. Yes, I, I feel I heard and I, I wait for the time. This is my, instead okay. of interrupting, okay. this is where I feel, I, I see it, but I don't interrupt. I have a co two coachings for you, Dara. Is when yes. I am coaching you, you're saying yes. You're nodding your head. You're saying, mm-hmm. And all of those are blocks against the coaching actually entering yourself. You're actually blocking the coaching. You think you already know what I'm talking about instead of letting yourself be changed by what I'm saying or what Monica would be saying or Joe. Try to catch yourself. Even right now, can you feel that your head wants to nod? Yes. Yeah. Keep your head straight. This is going to be new practice for you. And, and listen. This is a practice in listening. Yes. You did it again. Mm. Okay, this is big for you. This is a huge thing for you. Okay. So the, you have about a couple minutes to to find wh what is this fear what is this fear really comes from what is behind this fear that joe has about not doing it right doing it wrong so go you said that you feel the fear of not doing it right you're doing it wrong what is the fear about what would happen if you failed That I would be, that I have, it's around not having value. I don't have any value. Can you feel that? Mm. Yeah. yeah. What is it for an Sorry? I feel really sad about that because it's something that I really want. Yes. Mm. You feel sad because this is something that you really want. Yeah. And I, I can see myself getting in the way. And I... Who, who is that that is getting in the way? Dara, I would just pause you here. So this is the meme. I do not have any value. So this is almost enough for Joe to go with, for an emotional healing process. So you can just close that, that space right there. Okay, this is your next emotional healing process or the next layer. It seems like mm -hmm. she's done, she's saying that she's been working with it. Yes, oh. I feel now I said yes and my box is confused, but I am not practicing. Great, and you can <sighs> also skip the yes. I will feel it. I, I'm scanning you. I will feel it if it lands or if it doesn't. 
And if it, if I'm not sure, I will ask, and then I will, it would be a true question. If I ask, you know, did you get this? Then it's a true question. But otherwise I'm scanning you as I'm speaking. Is it landing or not? Okay. So you can do that also with your clients, scanning them. Is this landing or not? So, okay. So I think this is, this is good enough. So just wrap it up and, and you can have Joe leave with this jewel of her next emotional healing process. So, and keep your sword out. So Joe, a gateway to your next emotional healing process is to, to go through that meme of not being worthy. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, I will do that. Will, will you do that in the next week? Yes, sure. I will. Okay. Yes, I will. Thank you. Yeah. And Dara, you can even say, and will you please report so that, so that you can actually prove that your own report provides value to the space. Even reporting on her process is valuable to the space, which is her whole process, what it is about. So you get, you know, it's a great practice, a great extra experiment. So go ahead. And, and Joe, will you report this in the group to us to share the gold of that process? Oh, I feel fear with that. Yes, I will. You feel fear with it, and yes, you will. Yeah. Thank you. Dara, I have another experiment for you. Is that... Yes. Ah, it's it. I'm glad you catch yourself. You have a nice boy box, which is in the way of your wizard wizardness, your wizardry, your transformational wizardry. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Great. So this nodding and the stop saying yes, that will, it, it will help with that. And doing these completion loops is feeding this nice boy. Oh, I heard you. Oh, this is wonderful. Whatever. So you're mostly banned from completion loops up from now on for a while until you can distinguish when you do completion loop because it's a powerful agent of transformation or you do it because of your box. And until you can make that distinction, assume it's your box that does it, okay? So you get two practices. And, it, you know, and to complete this conversation, if you want, you could say thank you. And then, and then that's it. That completes the communication. You wanna say thank that you. or not? Okay. Thank you. Great. So, God, I don't know where I am. Uh, Monica and Joe, would you give feedback and coaching to Dara? Yeah. Um, I, Dara, I really appreciated the, the directness or the clarity of your sword. I actually wanted that. Um, I, yeah, I, I, when, when you came, when and Chloe came in and gave you those, that feedback, I really, my body was like, yes, I want that clarity. Mm -hmm. yeah, I could sense that your heart is really open, but there was the lack of the, the sword. So, I don't know, maybe some sword work, like using your hand like that, it, it really started to work with this coaching with, with the hand. So I can say you are really focused on your heart, 
but you need the second part also, third part. Monica, I have coaching for you. I think this idea of keeping the, the hand like that is totally powerful. And so you can make it even more dangerous for Dara by saying, look, for the next week, when, when you talk to your clients, when you talk to, in, in most of your conversation, hold your hand like this. When you feel your clarity going down, hold your hand like this. And that gives them a precise experiment that you can try instead of an idea. Can you feel the difference, Monica? I can. Yes, okay. I can. can you, would, you, would you try that, given the experiment? Mm -hmm. So I invite you to an experiment to keep your hand like that, like a sword for your next clients in this week. Do you want to do this experiment? I will do that. And will you report how it was? I will, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Dar. Great constellation. We are go. Okay. I, I'm a client. It's hard. What is holding you back from giving all that you can to this, this space? Mm. Stephanie, I have a coaching for you. It's be really clear about how she's not showing up because then it automatically creates this connection that you have noticed, whether she has given feedback, whether she's made the video, whether, you know, you, so give her precise examples and then when you ask her the question then uh, it just yeah this connection is bigger hmm. okay shift go Hannah what is it that's stopping you from being as active as you could in this course in offering feedback to others when they post videos I mostly notice that I'm afraid to make mistakes and that I feel uncomfortable with being seen, not being good enough maybe, or being perfect. Or like, I feel afraid to, that you see where I'm at the moment and that it might not be enough or might not be as good as I want to be, something like that. You feel afraid of not being good enough. Yeah, I noticed that I, that I, uh, at the first, when I saw all the people entering the Telegram group, I noticed myself, uh, how do you say, like uh, comparing myself with each other. And then I then like were close to falling into this, oh, I'm not as good as the others. I'm not as experienced as the others. <coughs> so you're playing a comparison. Raise your anger and claim the space stuff. So you're playing a comparison game. Yes. The, the practice of the vacuum rapid learning is you do not, so there's no pressure. And if you say what you think is going on, you know, or what you notice, then it's a form of pressure. And here we're practicing basically only asking questions. Mm. So I'm, so it could be, I'm interested, I'm curious about where do you get this idea that you're not as mm. good as the others? Where do you get this? Okay, thank you. Yeah. Go. So Hannah, where did this idea come from for you that you're not as good as other people in this space, that you don't know as much as them? 
it comes from two different uh, origins. One is that I, when the people entered the Telegram group, I started to look at their website and what they did. And I noticed that I, uh, how do I say this? That I was kind of, wow, they did a lot of things already. They hold a lot of space already. And there I compare that I didn't do that much than them. So that was a reason to put myself down. And the other thing is that I'm, I'm a lot talking about my visions about the world, but I'm talking the same things for a long time now. And there is a point of resignation where I notice that I'm still talking about the same things, but it's not really, not, the things are not really manifesting or like I don't really create them. And so there is this, shit do I really want this or am I just talking and what who am I if I if I'm not who I thought I am or if I'm not there already where I wanted to be when I believe my visions is it really what I wanted or am I just telling myself stories and I think I'm afraid of that point so, to so really pause yeah Stephanie what's what's going on for you <clears throat> I am waiting for her to finish so that I can re-ask my question why good question I mean, I'm really asking, why are you waiting for her to finish? Fear of interrupting. What's the fear? What is Wait, waiting to see if something is gonna have come or... So I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna do the vacuum rapid learning with you. I have a suspicion that you think what you have, your question is not totally on point already. Hmm. It's you. You're. It's like you're lacking the arrogance of your own genius. <laughs> and and that would that's in the way because that's that's what Hannah wants. She wants your genius. She wants your ability to perceive and be sensitive and connect and get what she needs. You have that, and 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 you're you you're suppressing it. Hmm. So, um, so anyway, that might be your next, you know, one of your next emotional healing process in addition to what you already discovered in the vacuum rapid learning. What is, mm. what is in the way of you? Um, it's not being sure and it's not knowing. It's about being arrogant about your own sensitivity, about your own clarity. Mm. Okay. Because I would have interrupted Anna like a minute ago. I already had, mm. you know, four questions come. And I think you did too. Mm. Okay, so shift go. So Hannah. Okay, so another question. You're not allowed to start any question with so Hannah any, anymore. Because you've said that four times already. You start straight with the question. Okay. I want to know. I want to know where this self-comparison comes from. When did you first feel that? That you weren't good enough or you would be, if you were seen, you wouldn't be, you would be seen to not be good enough. The first uh, moment which is coming is a school moment when I was in sixth grade and people starting to uh, like, uh, 
that I was not able to be in the group with the others. And I started to think about why. And I think there I started to, what do the others have that I don't have so that they uh, can be part of the group and yeah. What did they have that you didn't have? Yeah. So Stephanie, there, for example, I, I would go into the feeling because Hannah hasn't been really feeling anything up to now. And right now there is just a feeling and that's the key for her to go into the process. So then she can mm. get, so they, it seems like you're feeling something. What are you feeling? What feeling is alive? Sadness. You feel sad because? I feel sad because it feels like I decided that it was me, that something was wrong with me so that I'm not good enough to be part. Yeah. So in, in that moment, you decided that it was you, it was your fault and that you weren't good enough. Yeah, something is wrong with me. Something, it's, it's about me. It, it has to be about me. Otherwise, I don't understand. Hmm. Stephanie, could you feel that you, you got you got somewhere here? Yes. So, you, so this is so there you know this is it. This is what you were looking for. This something is wrong with me. It has to be about me. And that would be this old decision. Does, does that make sense? Could you feel it? Yes. Yeah. But, okay. So yes. then. So when you have, when you do a process like this, you know, how I did it in the group, you would stop the process about there. You say, okay, that's your old decision that something is wrong with you. And therefore you already, you take yourself already out of the team because you already know that something is wrong with you. So you can't even, Hannah cannot even enter a team. And her whole vision of the world is about community. You know, and that's, and, and then she has this wonder about why nothing of a vision has ever come to life. Well, how could, how could it? How could it if she can't even enter a team because something is wrong with her? So that could be a wrap up for the process. You know, she left with a little jewel and also, you know, this emotional healing process of when she was in sixth grade. Hmm. So can you practice just, just wrapping it up like that? Thank you. This, <clears throat> you know what the feeling is, sadness, and you can see what the what decision you made at that point. So this feels like a, a gateway for an emotional healing process. Yes. And Stephanie, I would even be bolder. It's like, this, it's not like it feels like this is. You know, that would be also part of this arrogance of just declaring this is an emotional healing process. Are you trying to make it, you know, it feels like, it seems like, fuck no, it is an emotional healing process. And if you don't say it, you know, Hannah is on this path of evolution, but a lot of your participants, Box and Gremlin, if they say, oh, maybe she thinks it is, then probably it's not. You know, that would be the Box and Gremlin reaction. Does that make any sense to you, Stephanie? So you have yes. to really put it in through the box with that kind of declaration. Cool. 
Anything else, Stephanie, to wrap it up? Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Stephanie. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Aunt Louis, as well. So let's give feedback and coaching to Stephanie. Yeah, so my coaching for you, Stephanie, is to, yeah, really raise your anger and claim the space totally, like, yeah, get arrogant. So, Kiri, I have coaching for you is anger can show up in a lot of different ways. So are you saying raising her voice, raising her clarity, her fierceness, uh, her presence, her energetic body? You know, that all these ways that anger can be raised and have effects. And so give her one or two things. Yeah. So not about the anger, about how can she use the anger differently? Yeah. So use the anger to raise your voice and really land your words in your client and land your questions in your client. And so I would add to that, that um, so you, you have to get that you have a being, an archetypal lineage, you have a box and then your clients have a box. And those are huge structures to go through. And so it's, you have to, your voice has to go through your box, their box, and basically into their being. And that's the fierceness that it takes. It's like, it's like you would be on the outside of your yurt there or on the inside, and you try to shout to somebody outside of your yurt. You know, that's, that's how much fierceness it needs in your voice to be for it to land. So you can practice that. Have somebody outside of your yurt and say, I'm going to try to talk to you. That would be a great practice. Thank you, Kiri. Thank you, Aunt Chloe. A second thing that I would add is to use your anger to commit to Hannah's being, to know that you are here in service of Hannah mm. and that can help. Would everybody take a deep breath? Still make sure that you have your center and grounding cord and bubble and that you're holding also the space for this Rage Cup space holder training. Did everybody get their next emotional healing process for this week? Can you raise your hand if you have your next emotional healing process? I will. Okay. So, Mel, what happened? Mel. Um, I had an emotional healing process this week, and I think the story that I just told was related to that. And I think I'm still liquid and unpacking from that particular emotional healing process so i'm 
Mm, so you, your your space holder did not wrap up this vacuum rapid learning was was telling you this is your next emotional healing process. I don't think so. Okay, so this is the point of this vacuum rapid learning. Just if it okay. wasn't clear, this is the point that at the end, your client, your participant has uh, at least sort of one emotion and one old decision meme that says, okay, this is your next gateway to exit the prison, you know, exit your next prison. So, and so Melissa, the hint for you is if you, if you went through an emotional healing process and it's still, the emotions are still alive, that means you need to go through the next layer. Yeah. So basically yeah. that's, that's your next emotional healing process for this week. It's the next layer of this. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Thank you. And I think the other person was Julia. Yeah. Well, I've, I've just taken the moment to sense into what, what happened for me during jumping across and also with your coaching and yeah, there's, there, there is one or two that I can, can take from that. So I'll, I'll take two from that. Like one is about time. There's something about making time pressure. And I think that influences the spaces that I come in, even when I'm not saying anything, it's just this time energetically with time. Okay. Thank you. Okay, great. Was there anybody else who didn't have clarity about their next emotional healing process? Okay. Did anybody did not do an emotional healing process last week? Anybody did not do a process? Okay. Hannah. And okay, Hannah and Natalia. And okay, so it could be that you know, will you do an emotional healing process this week? At least, so, two, two emotional healing process, so you can get back on the horse. Yes. Great. Hannah, it's a yes. Natalia? Yes. Okay. I will be joining the emotional healing process dojo with Kiri on Thursday morning, I think it is Australia. Thursday? Thursday morning, Australia. It would be evening in Germany. Great. So any, this was the vacuum rapid learning. It's a powerful uh, way to, as I said, to instead of providing pressure, which often, you know, what happens when you provide, when you give pressure to the box or the gremlin? What happens when you put pressure? Um, more reactions, more gremlin and more box yeah it's this what you get is this what you get is fuck you what you, you know stop the communication separation it's so the, the transformation only happen if a conversation is happening transformation happens when there's a conversation when there's a communication when there's a connection so the moment you the connection is stopped then probably the transformation is stopped and you know, sometimes that's what needs to happen. Sometimes people's boxes, you know, sometimes people are such on the edge of their boxes that they can't, um, they don't have, their matrix will not allow them, their nervous system will not allow them to transform more than where they are right now. Okay, well, that's fine. And that's your job. And we'll be practicing that uh, in the next week 
about scanning, about ongoingly scanning your participant. You know, you know, is it, you know, are they maxed out? You know, the moment where they're maxed out, then that's the moment where you stop the conversation. Because if you go further than their box can expand, if you, tr you try to push somebody into transformation further that they can expand, what will happen is that they will bolt their box from the inside. The reaction of the box will be so strong that it just, it just collapses, it goes, it tightens and it's like, and it bolts from the inside. And then you have no means to reach the being again. The box is so, so tied up. So, but that's mostly not your problem. Because when I jumped into the group, most of your problem, most of, it was not a problem, but most of the edge where you are is um, a lack of sword, a lack of fierceness and, um, and commitment. And so, does that make sense to anybody? Can anybody report on this? On this word, Monica, go ahead. Yeah, it makes sense for me, the lack of sword and lack of fear. Can you, can you report? Lack of fear. So this is, would be the process where, as a space holder, you would report on your inner experience, providing value for the whole group. So this inner experience that you've had, can you share about it in a way that provides value? What did you notice? So I noticed that Actually, I, I change everything that I love into hell. It's a huge discovery for me in this experiment. I missed a word. Can you say it again? Uh, yes, I noticed that the mechanism that is inside of me is like I change everything that I love into hell. It's yeah. something that I noticed, yes. Okay. What's the connection with the sword there? So when I keep the sword, I can see that I, it's what just, just thing that I realized that I do that, having the sword. Because there was a lot of things happening with my gremlin like that, that's okay, I want to be perfect. And using the sword showed me that it's actually this, this meme that I transform, used my transformation skills for transforming something that is that I really want into something that I hate. Thank you. You might want to read uh, my latest article I just published yesterday. And this came out of actually the, this liquid state about this space. And it's about that exactly what you said, that there's something that we want, something that you want. And, and you have learned, you've been programmed mostly by school that to create what you want, you need external authority, external pressures. You need to create external pressures for you to actually create what you want. Does that make any sense to you that you're manipulating yourself to do what you already wanna do? Through this, yes. you have to be perfect, you have to do it right, you have to do it by this deadline. You have to do it just like this person is doing it. You have, you know, you have to reach this standard. 
this so yes. see, all of these are external pressures and in my and i think what, what i discovered is that in school we've been programmed to all i mean you see children we all love learning but the way that we've been forced to learn is i need to learn so i get good grades i need to learn so that i uh you know the teacher loves me i have to learn so that i'm not punished by my parent i need to learn and then the learning only comes from external like external pressure external circumstances and then we have we carry this on in our life and then we twist our life we manipulate ourselves we twist our life to force us to do what we already want to do and that's insane i mean then it's it's it is living in this ongoing pressurized world you should you must you have to you know this is not good enough all these voices and most of when like most people when i went into the group this is the kind of this is mostly the thing that is stopping you from experimenting this these kind of voices these pressurized to be perfect i can't make a mistake i have to do it good it has to be has to be right and that that is the thing that is in the way between you and experimentation you and ecstasy you and high level fun so the proposal is instead of like kiri which i'm guessing a bunch of other people have instead of trying to push through the pressure you know this is modern culture 101 push through the pressure you know use the pressure to force yourself instead of doing that take take the voice away take what is in between you and what you want instead of creating external circumstances to manipulate yourself so that's mostly what a lot of these emotional healing processes are for because the moment you if you deliver rage club because you have to if you just a second uh, if you deliver rage club because you have to or because that's the your next thing or, or you deliver rage club because you have to be perfect or do it right your rage club will be dead your rage club will be then it's an obligation instead of being an ecstatic high level fun experience which it can really be and and it starts now you know it starts right now for you to to explore god delivering a distinction is high level fun god doing an emotional healing process is high level fun god giving feedback to my colleagues most of you are not giving feedback to each other or possibility to each other or coaching to each other about your videos or um what what is shared in the group what well, that can be high level fun committing to this other person and empowering them for better result that can be high level fun that's the invitation okay habet yes i'm realizing that something is transforming right now and i have a slightly different um strategy i guess it's 
from school, any uh, also from school, which is I will fail anyway. And that helps me to not commit, to not take things serious. Like when you do assignment or anyone, it's not you. But if I get an assignment, I feel, oh yeah, whatever. I mean, it, it's, and, and then I, I do it sloppy because I expect to fail and I expect someone to tell me to fail. And in this situation I want to share, it was different because Julia, you gave feedback on my video and that came totally unexpected for my gremlin. I was expecting Aunt Chloe to give me feedback and say, come on, that's very sloppy. Why didn't you do that and that? And, and then you connected and you said something what worked for you and what didn't. And, and then and the, and the strategy of doing that, of, of not committing is to, to feel no fear, to not be scared to fail. And when you said what you said, Julia, or wrote what you wrote, I, I, I got angry because I wanted you to get it. And I felt you didn't get it when you said about children who don't communicate or whatever. I felt, no, that's not the message. This is not the, and, and then something got activated in me, which I is bet. different from. Yeah. yeah, what is this anger really about? You had an expectation that you will fail and then Julia gave you a go. Yeah, Not, that was, yeah, unexpected. It, yeah, so you're, it was exactly unexpected. Your expectation was not fulfilled and therefore you felt... It put me in some liquid state, actually. The, I'm talking about the anger. Yes, I got angry because, yeah, because I then suddenly I wanted to communicate. I wanted to communicate something else. I felt, oh, this is, this is misunderstood. This is not what I wanted to say. It's, the distinction is not didn't land. And then I thought, okay, I need to create something else. I'm saying if you had an expectation to fail and then Julia said, Julia gave you a go, not fulfilling your expectation, what you would feel is resentment. Mm -hmm. And that's the anger part. And then the anger said, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't do it well, I failed, you know, and you're back in this. And then, and then if you failed, you feel normal. It didn't work. Oh. I feel normal. Mm. Mm. You feel normal when you fail. Yes. And so it's a big, it's a, that, it's a huge, this meme, I expect to fail. It seems like Melissa, you have something similar, you know, and that's the, it's the flip side of the good girl, you know, wanting to be perfect and the quote unquote, you know, bad girl or rebellious saying, anyway, I'll fail. But it's, it's, it's still a response to these pressures, you know, mm -hmm. like you were saying. And Chloe, I have a question around memes because I have the understanding that the healing process goes quite different knowing about how to do a mimetic process. And so 
like I've been writing down memes, but that means then I would find a space holder that can actually hold space for that rather than bringing it to an emotional healing process, correct? No, actually, emotional healing process are mostly about healing memes. Hmm. But I think it was never really said before. It wasn't really clear before. But an old decision is a meme. An old decision is part of your box. So you could do an emotional healing process with the meme. You have, you know, you have the key. And some of them, uh, yes, are healed through this mimetic engineering. I will share with you uh, the website. So Anika uh, knows what I'm talking about because she's uh, witnessed a mimetic engineering process, which is a, a specific kind of emotional healing process that is very, it's very powerful. So if, if you are a mimetic engineer, then I recommend you to read this website and skill up to get skills to do this process. But does that answer your question, Anika? Not quite, because it's like, when do I make the When do I know whether I need a mimetic process or not? Yeah, would, I guess. Yeah, the proposal is uh, do the first layer at least with an emotional healing process. If you can't find uh, someone, you know, a space holder for mimetic engineering, and if it keeps mm. kind of coming back and coming back, then then it's probably a clue that you you need a whole mimetic engineering process. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I have a question. What's the difference between a meme and a belief? Mm. Okay, that's a good question. A belief is a belief is often given to you by somebody else. It is it comes from a a religion. You know, it comes from a you know, even uh, modern economy is a form of religion and it, it's how to say that a belief is in my experience when you feel fear about a question that has no answer and because it's not okay to feel fear because you, it's not okay to feel fear when this question such as where do i go when i die uh you know uh, is there really past lives or um, what is love or uh, it, does God exist? Like all these questions that there are no answer for because it, so what, what, you know, what do you feel when you don't have an answer? It's this fear. And so instead of feeling the fear, what you do is to create a belief that will stop the fear Yet that will stop you from feeling the fear. So that's uh, often the origin of a belief. And um, whereas a meme is a survival strategy to survive, it's like a decision to survive. Thank you. I realized that I'm putting my sword down too quickly because of fear that it's going to be too much. No, it's, it's a fear that I'm wrong. I will be wrong. Or I won't notice the moment where it is enough. Like, like you said about the, someone's box, that, that is enough. It's for me to put my sword down. Like that was the maximum. And 
seems that I don't, yeah, like I don't reach that point because I have my other fears already with me. So my sword is really not there or like present to some point only. But I did that today as well. I back off because I was, yeah. It seems like you have maybe a belief or a story about what the sword really is. Because mm. how can you feel if it's too much for somebody if your sword is down? Mm. Because I'm scanning. I'm, yeah, I'm already in my head. Maybe not my sword. Yeah. Yeah. Then you abandon people. When you put your sword down, you abandon them. Truly. Somebody, Joe said that when Dara was holding space for her and, and I was coaching Dara to, have, to, care, to just hold his sword like that. And, and, and Joe, when Dara shifted, Joe said, I want that. I want that. Be and she didn't say that. But the real thing is when you do that, you care. Mm. When you have your sword at my neck, I can feel that you care. So you, it, what, what, what is the story about the sword that you have, Natalia? That the sword is? That it can hurt. What does it mean much, to hurt? Or too much. What does it mean to hurt? That it can be about me, not about you any longer. Well, when you put your sword down, this is a mad, this is a secret. I don't know if you know this. When you put your sword down, you also put your sword down against your own neck. It is the same sword. Mm. It is the same sword. The sword that you hold at somebody's neck has two edges. One towards your client and one towards yourself. The moment you put it down, you don't have clarity. You don't have any clarity about what's going on for you. Mm. Hmm. So you, know, you might want to, and, and other people, you might want to check out what stories do you have about, about what the sword is. I would like, I have a question because I, I have a mechanism that I actually didn't work out. So what happened just now on Chloe is something that I, exactly that I wanted to share. I wanted to share the distinction that I found that if I don't hold the sword on my tongue almost like having the blood dripping out in that second with my fear present and the sword at the same time then I'm not bringing myself into the space and so this and, and I'm sitting here going oh shit like I can't say it anymore because she's just saying it so it's lost and before there was like and what came up in the space was also um that I said oh I had an impulse but then Aunt Chloe was saying it like she was faster like I, but it was on my it was on my tongue to go and so yeah, I, I'm actually now. I'm like, what's the what? What's the mechanism that I'm not? Am I not holding my sword strong enough? Like, am I not interrupting? Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Next time you say, and please stop, stop, stop. I want to talk to Natalia. Hmm. Anybody can yeah. do this in the space. If yeah. you have a better way to say it than I do, or any other way, you know, go ahead. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and also the other thing, Anika, that I have for you is the way you say it is different than the way that anybody else would say it. 
and the mm -hmm. way you would say it would go in a different part of people's box or being and it will just add another layer so say it anyway mm -hmm. you know that would you know really for most for most of us the practice mm -hmm. the experiment is un until you get you know you know that could be your experiment until you get 10 people this week only you need to have 10 people this week that says, Anika, would you just shut up? Like, I can't listen to you anymore. <laughs> you just like cut it, you know, bring it down, you know, cut, cut it a little bit because it's too, you're too intense. You know, until you have 10 people that tell you that, that means you're not on your edge. You, you're not talking enough. You haven't found a line. You know, you're way <laughs> below the line. You need to go up you know, above the line to find the line, to find the, you know, the, the, the archetypal appropriateness of your own speaking. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. 10 people. Yeah. It's, I, you know, uh, yeah. And I noticed there's a healing process there because like for you to say the sort piece and then for me to come in after and say, I just found this distinction. I, I would feel like I'm ridiculous or how stupid like to, to say the same thing now. So, yeah, yeah I can see a, yeah. Yeah. a healing process. And also, oh, thank you. And also, this is the thing to practice when you have uh, the same thing to say, but in your own words. Mm -hmm. This is the thing to practice. And that's what, uh, what stops my voices not go, not say. And then I say, this is the thing to practice. And I can say. Okay, I want to I want to tell you another story. I want to tell you a story that I remember, you know, hanging out with Clinton Callahan, who is totally fast, and I would be sitting next to him in a training, and I I had all this clarity, and the only thing I could do was open my mouth, and nothing would come out, like nothing, would, because he had said it before, because it was better said, and, and because I could not put the words on my own clarity in, in that way. Okay, well, it took me years and I'm still, you know, practicing of opening my mouth and being, and eventually something comes out. Eventually something comes out. But if you don't open your mouth, then it has no chance, then you have no chance to practice. So open your mouth, put your hand like this, let some sounds <laughs> come out. Ah, oh, this is what I want to say, you know, like, and, and scream it, you know, I don't know, shout it, find, find any way to, re to release this, whatever block. You know, it, it sounded like kind of here, Annika, but I, and I don't know where other people, I just, just burst, really burst through it. And it, this might be an, another emotional healing process, but, and, and Julia shared it a little bit, but it takes balls to hold a rage club. It takes fucking balls and it takes arrogance. It takes a certain kind of arrogance to stand there and say, I have something that you have not. I mean, this is, you know, and it's not superior and it's not presumptuous and it's not trying to put people down, but it's a certain kind of arrogance. And we have, I don't know, we've been kind of programmed or learned that 
arrogance is bad. Arrogance is a shadow principle. Like arrogance is yes. um, whatever. And some, so you could have a little corner of your, you know, beat book. How, what can be my experiments? You go around and ask, how can I be more arrogant? Please give me possibility to be more <laughs> arrogant. Go in your possibility teams. Go in your, you know, in your possibility <sighs> teams and ask, please give me feedback and coaching about how to be arrogant. And I want to add. Oh, I'm Chloe. When I, just, I'm just gonna throw in. You need either balls or ovaries. Okay, you can also ovaries. use ovaries. Yes, the ovaries. There are balls. Or neither. Are balls are just inside balls. <laughs> ovaries. They're inside. Balls. Ovary. Okay. okay, I'm gonna go. Thank you. I, I, for so long, like at least probably the last two years, I've been working on laying down my arrogance and looking at other people's gremlins and where the arrogance lives. To hear from you, Aunt Chloe, to get possibilities how to be more arrogant, that will, that's just totally blowing my box of the opposite of what I'm trying to do. There's a distinction, Sibylla, and the distinction is you learn to use it consciously before you weren't using it consciously. Mm -hmm. yes okay thank you <laughs> and one more thing the arrogance is connected to to my story about the sword as well thank you mm. thank you poland needs to be redisc i think polish people are just not arrogant enough most polish people that i meet are nice people but they have this huge underworld, this huge dark underworld. And so as you heal your underworld, reclaim your arrogance. As you heal your, you know, this is where they, 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 they film the witcher. They film the witcher in Poland because the field is just perfect. It's just dark and magical and just so. Full of witches. Yeah, full of witches. Okay, it's you also have story. to watch The Witcher in terms of sword and how he uses his sword. That's another movie to watch. Okay, we have three minutes. I wanted to have more time for our next experiments for this week. Okay, I might go over. I'll go, I'll go with the first one. First, if you haven't watched Fight Club, watch Fight Club. Then if you have watched Fight Club and you want to have another, watch another movie, please watch Batman Begin. Batman begin with uh, from Christopher Nolan and with Christian Bale. And please, and, and, and I would say, please report, please report on the distinction that you get from the movies. The movies throw you into an experiential reality. You get snapped into the story. And the movies, at least on the list of the possibility management list, have distinction, experiential distinction. So Oh, well, that's a great practice to scan for experiential distinction in movies that will build this muscle about um, memes, about speaking in mimetic speaking. Okay, that's one. Second one is emotional healing process in the emotional uh, EHP dojos. There's three of them happening this week. Okay, this, the other one is this is about arrogance. This is a great practice in arrogance is do 
a vacuum rapid learning process with somebody without making a pr prior agreement with them that you're going to do this. So you commit to them and you take them through this 10 to 15 minute vacuum rapid learning process for them to discover something that they didn't know about themselves, about what kind of prison they are in. Okay. And then I would, I wanted to give more uh, distinction about this, uh, the, the distinction that you would want to bring into Rage Club. And I thank you for the people who did the practice. And, and what, I, what I got was a textbook. Not all, not all of them, but most of the distinction that I got was, you know, you can be centered or you can have your bubble, you can have your grounding cord. This is all textbook stuff, Rage Club. And yes, they're important, but that was not what I was trying to get to. What I was trying to get to is, as you shift into a Rage Club spaceholder training, uh, Rage Club spaceholder, sorry, your life, you start noticing where is anger, you know, useful and not used. What happens when, ang when unconscious anger is used instead of conscious anger? What, you know, I mean, I, I want to share a few distinctions that I got just in the past four days. So there was this distinction about there was a, a man who had used archetypal anger and he said, oh, no, I did not feel angry. And the clarity I got was that his connection with anger was that he, he thinks anger is only emotional anger. So he has a, he, his, his relationship to anger is I only feel angry when I experience this explosive emotional anger. And he did not shift into what is the experience of archetypal anger? Okay, well, that's a huge distinction. So that would be one distinction that would turn me on to bring into a space to explore how do people really, what's their experience of their own anger and how can they shift from anger is emotional anger to anger, there's, a, there's another kind of anger. Or uh, what else? Another distinction that I was uh, thinking about was this, uh, that I wrote my article about is this, what you really want, your real job is what your unreasonable and outrageous rage tells you that you want it to exist. Okay, your job, your service, what you're here to create is this thing that says, for, you know, I want a rage club in, in Barso. I want a rage club for people of colors. I want this to exist. Okay, well, that's your service. And how to have access to this totally outrageous and unreasonable rage. So anyway, I could go on and on and on because I live in this, I'm a rage club spaceholder. And, 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 and what I see is, okay, what, God, you know, what is the next uh, discovery journey that I would want to bring into a space? So this is what I'm, this is what I'm asking you. I'm asking you to scan your life, to notice in your life where 
where do you notice that anger is not used or used in unconscious ways? And um, how would you bring that to a space? Because then you're on your edge. Then you, 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 then you add the discovery space with your clients, with your participants. So I, I would please find five, six, seven things. I don't know how to say it. Dimension, noticing about anger that just, it turns you on. It puts you in a liquid, you are in a liquid state about it. And write two or three sentences about how would you, how would you bring it? What, what is it? What is the distinction that you're bringing? Is that clear? As clear as it can be? Yes. Yeah, great. So this is what I'm asking. To be, be, be a researcher. Bring your research. Bring your research. Cool. I think that's, that's going to be a fun week, in my opinion. With that. Okay. I have an announcement before we finish. Go. Uh, Kiri and I are holding an introduction to Rage Club. It's about, it's for anyone who wants to um, practice their power of initiating things in the world, initiating your voice, initiating projects, or initiating your willpower in your life. So it's next week on Monday evening Australian time from 6 p.m. and I'm going to do a post in the group so you know and you can book in and then we will have a four week uh, rage club series after the following week starting next the week after yeah. very cool thank you Yay. all Yay. Yay. <laughs> i know we're over time i just so i want to say and we can uh let's see it is a tradition in the Rage Club Spaceholder Circle that the if one of us hold a Rage Club, that you save one or two or three spots for free for anybody here who wants to come. And in exchange, they can give you feedback and coaching or possibilities. So any resistance to apply this tradition in this team? Between zero and 10, one, two, three. Cool. Okay, you have 10 resistance, Habet, yes. Yeah, because I'm holding space for uh, people of color. I cannot say five spots for people who are not people of color. Okay, you have, is Dara somebody of color? Yes. Okay, Dara, you've got the only spot free for her bet. <laughs> okay. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> cool, okay. So here you go. You can join Kiri and Aurora in their, in their experimentation. Thank you, everybody. Have a fun week. Thank you. Let's yeah, please you. share. Have a good week. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.